Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have a couple of fam favorites here at the Primal Blueprint, Keith and Michelle Norris. Keith is a former athlete, a military vet, and an elite strength and conditioning expert with over 35 years of experience. And his lovely wife, Michelle, is a former badass corporate warrior, a trained chef, and both are serial entrepreneurs who are so well-known and respected in our community as the founders of the largest paleo conference in the world called Paleo FX in Austin, Texas every year. We are so excited to chat with them today about that event and everything else that they're doing. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thanks Elle. Thanks for having us. I am so happy to talk to you guys. Paleo FX is the biggest paleo event ever. Um, I want to uh, hear, uh, this is going to be my first year there. I'm so excited. I know that people who've gone have loved it. But before we get into that, um, how did you both come to develop it? It's in its sixth year now, um, as of 2018, am I correct? Yes, it is. Um, actually, this will be our seventh. Wow. So what, where did that idea come? How did the impetus, because it is such an important huge, great event for our community. And, um, you know, it's just the, the shining star of all of them. So how did that, you know, idea come about? Well, we were, um, we were involved in the inaugural ancestral health symposium. I don't know if you're familiar with it or yep. if your um, audience is, I'm sure that they are because Mark has attended. I know, uh, he was at that also at that event. We were at the inaugural event and it was just such a great event. But the for us, we were sitting actually literally on the tarmac, heading home on the LAX tarmac. We started talking about it, how, you know, the science was all great and it was wonderful to geek out on that and to hear all of the things that all of the speakers had to say. But at the end of the day, our clients want to know how to... They're glad the science exists, but they don't really care about the science. They just want to know, what do they do? What, what do I eat? What do I put in my mouth? When do I put it in my mouth? What do I lift? Uh, do I run? Do I, whatever the case may be, as far as exercise is concerned. And when do I do that? And so we just saw a need for the practical side of, um, the ancestral health movement and we decided to fill it. And we were a little bit insane in making that decision uh, because we launched Halo FX, uh, roughly, uh, it, when we made the final decision to actually do it, we had, we launched it in less than five months. Yeah. It was quite literally a back of the napkin idea <laughs> that, that took place on a, on a tarmac, uh, waiting to take off from LAX coming back to Austin. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was its birth. I love it. Let's talk about the first year and the number of attendees compared to this coming year. Okay. So our first year we had 600 attendees and, uh, we pretty much doubled in size every year until 2015. We tripled in size and, um, we've just been every year increasing ever more. Last year we had 7,400 attendees and this year we're, we're, um, expecting close to eight. It's really indicative of the movement in and of itself. Right. So, so paleo effects can only be a mirror of the larger paleo movement. And so what we've seen over the last seven years is as the movement has expanded and grown, so is paleo FX. And 
you know, and you see that on the vendor floor as well. I know, El, when you come, um, when you come this April to Austin, you're going to see a vendor floor that's massive and probably in the neighborhood of 140 ish independent vendors and more sponsors on top of that. And compare that to seven years ago when we had a grand total of 12 vendors. It's really amazing and how it's grown and also just its popularity and people just in the general space knowing about it. And I get constant questions like, are you going to pay the effects? Have you heard about it? I'm excited to go. Um, let's also talk about Austin, Texas, which is the location of the event. There are so many paleo food companies and uh, paleo product companies based in Austin. It's just really fascinating where you guys are living because it's so central to this movement in so many ways. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yes. So that's actually by design. Um, so we consider Austin the epicenter of the paleo movement. Um, we have one of the largest paleo meetup groups in the country. We go back and forth and hand it off every once in a while to Boston, and but then Boston usually hands it right back to us. Um, but we have a very large and very active paleo um, movement here. So for us to have it here made perfect sense. And of course we are living here, but it's Austin is just such a, um, one of the other things that we say is it's the, the physical culture Mecca. It's, you've got, um, so many people that are very interested in their physical health, um, entrepreneurship. It's just a really great city for all of those things. And then of course the food here is amazing. And this is an interesting tidbit about Austin that a lot of people don't know. And I've, actually known this for a long time because, um, I'm a long time Austinite and, uh, but Austin has more restaurants per capita than any city in the United States. Wow. Even Chicago and New York. Yeah. Per capita. Yeah. Right. Sure. So yes, we, um, so the outright sheer number is not, is not as large, but we have more than, you know, what our, um, population is. And so we have since the eighties. Um, and this is a, definitely a foodie town. Um, the local, um, uh, whole foods, uh, movement, um, actual real foods movement is huge here. It's enormous, not just necessarily paleo, but just getting back to local homegrown nature, you know, know the people who grow your food, um, that is huge here. So we boast um, 14 to 16. I can't remember what the number is right this minute, but 14 to 16 um, local farmers markets that happen during a one week period here in Austin. So if you look at uh, Austin is really considered the Silicon Valley of the Southwest. So if you and there's many reasons for that, there's many reasons why many of these uh, companies and entrepreneurs have relocated from California to Austin. I mean, there's no state income tax is one of them that I can think. <laughs> to say the uh, the income tax thing is obviously. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, that's obviously something you have to look at. I mean, even Tim Ferriss has relocated here from the uh, from the Silicon Valley. Um, so so you have that just heavy duty entrepreneurial um, mindset coupled with the physical culture aspect that's been part of Austin forever, and it's just a very very heady mix. And there's just so many companies that just explode out of Austin and take uh, take take root and grow out of Austin. And you can go to, a, you know, any coffee shop. And I, I just kind of like like if I go to a coffee shop um, early before a meeting or a hangout after and you just kind of eavesdrop on the conversations going on around you. It's it's incredible. 
I mean, they're really, we really are changing the world here in Austin. I don't, I don't say that to brag. I mean, this is nothing that, that I did or Michelle did. It just is. I mean, it's just part of the culture here. Yeah. And, well, there, and there's a lot of Californians, even just regardless of paleo, are looking at Austin as an incredible place to, to migrate to. So I know it's just on everyone's map right now. Right. And it's just the perfect location for us to have this event and and the Health Entrepreneur FX event as well, and which is the day before Paleo FX. But also, um, you know, of course, we're also the live music capital of the world. Yes. So, uh, on any given night, you can see amazing music and bands here. And so uh, that's another thing. It's not just coming to Paleo FX, but coming to Austin is such a cool place. I can't tell you how many people who have come to Paleo FX have decided to move to Austin and have ended up moving here. So um, yeah, it's crazy how, the numbers on that. Um, I would love to actually see how many that actually is because I know it seems like every time we turn around, we'll have some friend go, oh, I'm moving to Austin now. And um, I came to Paleo FX, fell in love, and I, I, I got I to gotta live there. So um, lots of those people. And it's just a, an incredible city to come visit and um, beautiful surroundings. We um, Barton. Creek is uh, uh, Barton Springs is where uh, Palmer Event Center is located, and that's really right there on the edge of downtown. So we have an incredible view of downtown, and we have a credible view of Lady Bird Johnson Lake, which is also Lake Austin, which most most old people in the Austin area call it Lake Austin. So it's incredible. Um, just in the entire space um, where we hold it is. Is perfect. So for us. yeah, lots to do on the days before or the days following Paleo FX. L, you will find out when you come to Paleo FX. <clears throat> it is an all-day tribe vibe going on at the Palmer Center, and so you you will be fully occupied for more hours of the day, probably than you care to be occupied. It is um, <laughs> well, and what a great meeting center for all of us to meet each other. You know, there's so many podcasters and people you know that I haven't met that I know will be there, and I'm so excited to, you know, finally meet some of these people in person. So it's also just a great, you know, gathering and networking and just, you know, even meeting people from social media or, or anyone that's in our space. It's just nice to communicate in person. And I don't see any other uh, venue for that. So it's also uh, serves that purpose. Yeah, yeah for that's sure. One of the biggest pieces of PaleFX is why so many people come to PaleFX is for the networking piece. More so sometimes the panel, we're extremely well known that's uh, for our panels and for putting together very um, provocative panels, um, I would call it. Um, So there's... uh, And panels that may have absolutely nothing to do with diet, which is something that, you know, we really push the idea that paleo is a lifestyle, not just a diet. So you're likely to come across uh, panels on shamanism. Um, you're likely to come across panels on um, the uh, deregulation and the uh, disruption of monetary systems and talks of cryptocurrency. Um, so all of these all of these elements play into a person's overall health. You know, if, if you're not financially healthy, you're not healthy overall. Um, your lack of financial health can result in stress, which can result in loss of sleep. And we know uh, that evil vortex and where that ends up. I really like that you've mentioned that. Um, uh, you mentioned that once before when I spoke with you privately, and I, I really agree with that. And I think it's so great at every opportunity that you say that 
um, because it's really important. You know, you can't have one area of your life be sucking it and expect it not to filter over and spread the disease elsewhere into other areas. And like you said, with the lifestyle of stress, happiness, sleep, can't get much of that when you're struggling. And so I love that your panels are so broad uh, and you know, you're covering multi-life topics. Before we get into the details of what's coming up this year um, and getting into the panels and what the scene is like, for those that don't know, and I'm sure you've told your story a hundred times, but can both of you share how you came to understand this way of living and, and what brought you to, was it an accident? You know, did you just have a health problem that led to it? I mean, I'd love to hear your background. Well, Michelle can tell you a more interesting story than I can, but I'll just start this off. I, I got into the paleo diet, had absolutely no, uh, concern, no health concerns at all. I was just kind of uh, geeking out. This was the early days of the internet, and I'm talking early, day, like dial-up <laughs> days of the internet. <laughs> wow! And yeah. I was I was just kind of floating around message boards and and just just examining different dietary strategies for uh, performance athletics. And I ran across these couple of yahoos, Rob Wolf and Art Devaney online, <laughs> and I just started a conversation with them and. And, you know, they were essentially they were telling me, yeah, this is a great performance diet. And oh, by the way, it's very, very healthy. And here's why. Well, at first I was like, yeah, I could care less about the health aspect. I just want to get swole and performance, bro. So, <laughs> so it just kind of led from there. But but come to find out, I did have some health problems, not very drastic. I had uh, elevated blood pressure issues that I could not nor could my doctor get a handle on. And we could not figure out what it was. I had done a myriad of that. Cut out salt. That didn't change it. I, and For those of you who know me, I cut out coffee. That probably made it worse, by the way, cutting out the salt, huh? <laughs> Nothing changed it. And I cut out coffee, of all things. And for people who know me, that that's a big freaking deal. And that had absolutely no play. Alcohol. Alcohol, which people who know me, that's kind of a big deal for me. <laughs> um, but... Um, he so, would have drawn the line at red meat. I'm just saying. Yeah, that would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been the one. Get a line, screw it. I'm just going to have high blood pressure. <laughs> but my my doctor at the time was like, "Look, we need to get a handle on this, and if you don't, you know, we, I need to. We need to start looking at putting you on medication." And which, of course, even I, I was working for the pharmaceutical industry at that time, <laughs> and I was totally opposed to pharmaceuticals, which is a, a whole other conversation. But. Eventually, I went on this diet and I was giving blood every 56 days religiously just because they would come out to the office that I worked at. And I thought it was a you know humanitarian act. And I would give blood every 56 days like clockwork. And every 56 days like clockwork, when they would do my pre-check-in, the nurse would say, "Hun, your you know, your blood pressure is kind of high. Yeah. So I got used to hearing this time and time again. Long story short, was on the paleo diet for about three weeks, possibly um, went in to give blood. And the nurse didn't say anything about my blood pressure whatsoever. And three I, weeks. Yeah, three weeks. And I asked her to check it again. And she looked at me kind of weird because I looked fairly healthy. But she looked at me and she said, okay, she checked it again. She's like, hon, it's 120 over 80. And, and I was like, well, there might be something to the, the health side of this diet. Now, obviously, that's very anecdotal. But that was all the evidence that I needed personally that – that would tell me that, Hey, there's something here. 
Well, it's not anecdotal, actually. It's uh, th- there's a diagnostic measure, the blood pressure. I mean, so yeah, for sure. Um, it was an N equals one to me at that because there was nobody around me who was doing nobody around me. And you can imagine back in, you know, 97, 98, not many people were messing with this. Um, but that really piqued my interest. And then I went down a rabbit hole and was paleo for about a year with Michelle going, I don't know who, <laughs> what yahoos you're talking to on the internet. <laughs> I am not buying into this craziness and I'll let her take it from there. I get it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Actually, so I, I'm a trained chef, and my specialty is Italian. So um, I was making my own pizza pasta dough, um, and uh, so when he started talking to me, of course he's talking to Rob, and Rob, being celiac, is explaining you know what celiac is all about, and Keith is getting all the information, and he's seeing the correlation between when I eat every time I eat dinner or eat period. Um, I'm in massive pain. I'm in a lot of pain and I don't feel good. A lot of times I had constant migraines, was just really in a bad, bad shape. So he kept talking to me about the celiac thing. And he was like, I think you might have this and we probably should get, you know, you should get it checked out. Well, he's not one of those people that'll beat you over the head with something. So uh, he's like kind of the drip, 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 slow burn kind of thing. So he, um, what was interesting about Keith was he had made the decision that he was going to be paleo and it didn't matter whether or not I was on board. And so, um, if I was making dinner and it wasn't something that he could eat that was paleo, he would make his own dinner. And so about a year in, he, um, I'm having, we're having a party for one of the kids. I can't remember. We had teenagers, you know, pizza and pastas was their, you know, go-to. They, that's what they wanted. And so I'm in there making pizza dough and pasta and everything. And there he is making his dinner. And I said, you're never going to have my pizza or pasta again, are you? And he goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> you need to check the celiac thing out. And he said, I really think that you have it. And I was like, okay. So I finally, I finally go get it checked out. And of course, you know, they don't test for the right antibodies. And, um, it was really interesting because the first thing they wanted to do, he was like, well, all your symptoms are in line with celiac. Um, and he said, so why don't we do this biopsy and I'm going to cut into your colon and I'm thinking, what the, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. Like, no, you're not, you're not going to do that. (laughs) So I was like, and they kept trying to get me to schedule it. And I was like, no, you know, I really need to talk to my husband before I do that. And so, um, I just went home and we made the decision that I was just going to, I was going to go paleo and we're going to just see how this thing worked for me. And, uh, I had been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, IBS, um, fibromyalgia, and I had been diagnosed with early onset rheumatoid arthritis and, um, literally in three weeks and I'm not, it was, it was three weeks. I realized and noticed that everything was gone. No, no symptoms whatsoever. I had no symptoms whatsoever of early onset rheumatoid arthritis. And as everyone knows, after going back into the doctor, I don't have it. And you, you don't, you go into remission with RA. You don't just, but the antibodies are either there at a certain time or they're not right. And the, the plan is to make them not show up. <laughs> right. It was a misdiagnosis. I didn't have it. Uh, I had was 
chronic inflammation, I had leaky gut. And of course, at that time, leaky gut didn't really exist yet. And so it was just, I was, my body was just racked with it. And so the other thing that I noticed too was for the first time in my life, I had had migraines since I was 17. I noticed that I wasn't having migraines anywhere near the amount that I was having previously. Um, I actually kind of had control over them at that point. And um, then I, they were occasional. And what what's interesting is I realize now that if I had probably gotten off of my my uh, migraine medication because I have a preventative, and then I had the you know the reactive um, medications. And so if I had gotten off of all of those, I'd probably stopped my migraines then, but I didn't. And that, and therein lies, therein lies the problem there. So as soon as I actually got off of my migraine medicine, I've not had any migraines since I got off of it in October of 2016. That is so incredible. You had definitely some miraculous uh, changes. And even though we spoke about it in depth on the keto FX interview summit, do you want to share with everyone also why you also have to say grain free, I mean gluten free? Yeah, well, and I am I am borderline celiac. It turns out um, I um, also now I've had a, a severe mold exposure. So with that severe mold exposure, while I'm going into menopause, uh, caused just wreaked havoc. Uh, my hormones went completely out of whack, and then it ended up causing a thyroid problem, which is um, how Elle and I actually got connected was, you know, seeking out some information from her about what do I do because my doctor won't listen to me. And I'm telling him I have every single symptom of hypothyroidism, but my numbers, I was subclinical. My numbers were coming up in the labs that he was taking were coming up normal. Well, the problem was he wasn't doing the right labs. And then Um, and he was only looking at the numbers that really had no true meaning. And so this was one of the great things that I loved is getting your book and getting a chance to talk to you was finding out how do I, this is the whole reason that Palo FX exists is because we're trying to empower people to take their health in their own hands, to become their own health advocate. Because at the end of the day, doctors mean well, and they want to help but they don't have the time to be your health advocate. They don't have time to continue to do the research, particularly with the system that they're now in with Obamacare and all the mandates and the things that they have to do. Um, I had a doctor this weekend that I was, we were at a, a mastermind this weekend and it was the best thing I've ever heard is he said, oh no, doctors, the only thing that they've got is a five minute solution. That's all they've got for you is a five minute yeah, solution yeah. Or, or a prescription and surgery. Right. That's the two options right there. Yeah. How can you fix something like this, like hormones, something as intricate as female hormones? How can you, tr- how can you fix that in five minutes? You can't. And again, they're good people. They just don't right. have the correct tools, nor have they had the correct training. Right. So right. I, I want to, with your help, I've been able to actually educate. I gave your book to my doctor's office and been able to educate them on what the, what they need to do when they see somebody coming in. Because what finally happened is I had been battling him for so long that I finally go in and my I end up my TSH is screaming. It's 5.68. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. And I'm like, but why does it take that? Why can't you this is the thing we need to, and I think that's what we're going to see in the future is that people are going to have to, to be responsible for their own health. They're going to have to, to take some of this into their own hands because we're going to have to have 
these conversations with our doctors so that we can be a partner in our care and not just sit there and be mandated what we're supposed to do. And when and all the time we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Right. And you know, on that note, it's funny because Dr. Forsman, the doctor on my book, the paleothyroid solution, he, uh, you know, he, people had told him about paleo. He of course didn't know about it at a certain point. Like a lot of doctors don't know anything about nutrition. And uh, a couple of people gave him some books on the topic. And the one that resonated with him most, and he actually liked the fact that Mark Sisson was not a doctor and he had read the primal blueprint and it resonated with him. Um, and that's the thing too. I mean, my life was really changed by a guy who's not a doctor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, sure, we go down the road and we have blood tests taken and we consult with uh, physicians, but at the end of the day, and you know, that's not that you don't have MDs at PaleoFX, but again, you know, just the the multitude of experts, trial and error, you know, personal stories, biohacking is what gets us all to where we need to go. And on that note, I just want to highlight a couple of things both of you said. So one thing was, is both of you mentioned three weeks. It's so interesting. And this is, I think, why Mark, you know, titles it the 21 day <laughs> primal blueprint challenges, because it really does. It takes about 21 days or three weeks to really kind of turn over these genetic switches and have them respond more to the burning of fat. So it's just so interesting. And I, I if anyone out there is going really three weeks, yeah, really three weeks. And, um, it, it really does happen for a lot of people. The other thing um, that you mentioned uh, that I thought was great is the idea that, Keith, you were like, you know what? I need to do what I need to do for me, and you can cook your pizza and your pasta, but I'm not eating it. So I would just want to touch on that because, see, a lot of couples are in this sort of conundrum where they're either going to blame the other person for not being on their own you know, health plan or try to get the other person enlisted. And the thing is, is that you may not be able to. So what are you going to do then? Right. And so I just love that. That's the story that you were like, sorry, but I'm not, you know, I'm doing what I need to do for me. Do you know what I mean? Can you expand on that a little bit? So Ellie, you know, I played some pretty high level athletics. I've been in the military in some pretty dicey conditions. And really the, the fact that I gave up homemade pasta at home was probably my biggest claim to fame. I mean, right. <laughs> was phenomenal. And I, you know, I would never say it's not, I'm not one of those guys that, that says, you know, I went paleo and I, you know, I never looked back. Oh my God, that, that food was incredible. But I knew, and I had the feedback that even though it's incredible, it wasn't doing my health any good. And I had to make that decision, you know, and I could have said, you know, the hell with it. I'm only here for, you know, <coughs> 70, 80 years. I'm going to have pasta. I, I very well could have done that. And so can anybody. But I am a person who takes personal responsibility and especially for my health. And I was like, well, it, I, I can't deny what this diet has done. I don't know how. I don't know. It, you know, at that time, I, I, I wasn't really well versed on inflammation which I'm pretty sure was the underlying issue that I had. Um, at that time, I didn't know how. I just knew that it did. And I wasn't going to turn back. And I know that people don't like to be browbeat over the head with it. And it, it, Michelle, for sure, it's not going to be browbeat over the head with anything. So I, I thought that the only thing that I can do is be an example. Right. And she's eventually going to go, Wow. You know what? It's got to be something big if he's not having this awesome pasta. And oh my God, don't get me going down that route because I'll be my mouth is going to start watering even now for that. But let me, um, I want to jump in here too and just say this about Keith too is that 
Um, the thing is, is that, you know, the not browbeating somebody else is just, um, was super helpful for me was that he just consistently, um, made those choices. And then, you know, he would just say things from time to time and try to help me see the, the light. But this is the, the big thing. Um, as far as I was concerned is that he, he did, his health did change. And one of the things that I noticed immediately was we used to joke around the kids and I, we would joke around and we'd be talking, you know, if you were having a conversation with Keith and he hadn't eaten, we knew he was low blood sugaring. Like if he was in this, it was going to be cranky. Don't hit him when he hasn't eaten with anything important. Is that- totally hangry all the time. He was, we, but we called it, we'd say, you know, um, the kids would say, dad, are you low blood sugaring? Are you do ever? <laughs> because Keith needed to eat every couple of hours because of the fact that his blood sugar was not in control because, you know, when you eat a sad diet, you've got that, you're on that blood sugar roller coaster. It's an up and a down roller coaster instead of this flat where everything's just really consistent. That was the thing that I noticed the most about Keith was that he didn't have that anymore. And he didn't need to eat immediately. First thing when he woke up, he didn't need to, he didn't have to have something to eat every couple of hours. He didn't need to make sure we had snacks with us. If we were in the car for a while, or we were going to sports things with the kids um, and you know how that can take, that can take your entire day, you know? Yeah. You need- oh, it's being a food addict, really. I mean, that's what it is kind of. And we had to always have snacks with us for Keith if in case we were going to be too long at, you know, a, the baseball field or the basketball um, court or whatever we were doing or the volleyball thing. No one the, wanted whatever. to be around Keith. No. When he was. Well, and I'd like, I want to highlight that. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk some smack about Keith and his former mood swings. So, <laughs> um, I'm sure there were them, right? So you see steady moods. I mean, uh, this must have contributed positively to your relationship and communication. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But I think more so with the kids. I mean, for me, it was like, okay, you know, you just get, you get used to somebody being a certain way and needing all this. But what was great was the, and the kids felt like he was more approachable. Like they could mess with him because this is the thing. If Keith was in a nasty mood because he was hungry, they couldn't joke with him like they could whenever he wasn't that way because he was in a nasty, he he just wasn't. And so the kids became, it changed the kids' attitudes and moods and everything too because then they didn't have to kind of walk on eggshells around Keith anymore. And so um, that was one of the most miraculous changes, I think, as far as how much of a different mood and person and personality that we got out of Keith once he wasn't having to fight the, the blood sugar roller coaster. Yeah, it was totally like they would, they would keep their perimeter until they found out if the lion had eaten recently or not. (laughs) (laughs) But this is so important of a thing because yes, it cures diseases. It helps your health and lowers blood. You know, I mean, there's a million great success stories on all the things that a paleo lifestyle can do for one's life, but this is an often overlooked or not discussed subject. So I'm really glad to talk about it because having even keeled moods, wow. I mean, the relationship and communication with others being able to, I'm sure you were not an active listener right at that time or, and also too, who, who the hell wants to rock around on eggshells ever? That is like the, the biggest nightmare for, for me as a pro. I don't want to hang out with people that are eggshelly. You know, I certainly don't want to be in a relationship with one. So I'm sure, um, so basically you ended up getting your dream guy later on in the marriage, Michelle. Is that, is that what we're gathering? I wish you would say that just yet. 
he actually is my dream guy. I mean, you know, we're not, we, are, we don't have a perfect relationship, but it's, you know, but we have a great relationship and I think that we have a real, um, we have a lot of respect for each other. So we've been through a lot together. So it's, you know, it's just part of life and it's been, it's been great. It's been a great adventure. But one of the things I did want to say, um, specifically when you talked about the three weeks, I want to be really clear about this in three weeks, I wasn't cured of everything. And in three weeks, Keith wasn't cured of everything. One of the things is, is that it takes ongoing. So you can't just go, okay, well, my three weeks, my three weeks is up. Now I can go back to eating that way. It takes time for your body to repair all of those things. What happened is all the symptoms were gone, but that doesn't right. mean that the underlying problems were not still there. They were definitely still there. They just were starting to clear out and they were not presenting as symptoms anymore. And so when I say that, I like to make sure that everybody understands that it took time for my gut to heal. It takes a lot of time. You're not going to undo what you've done in, you know, what we're in our thirties when, when we went through, when we started this. So in 30 years, the damage I did in 30 years, is not going to be taken care of in three weeks. So it's not a, okay, I get, I could do this for three weeks and then I'm all good. It's, this yes. becomes a lifestyle because if you want real true health, you have to put the time and the work into it and you have to work at undoing all the damage that you did. So I just like to be really clear about that, that it didn't, I wasn't healed after three weeks. I just didn't have symptoms anymore. And the symptoms completely were alleviated and went away because of the fact that I stayed true to this lifestyle and I, and I was able to heal my gut. And I will say this too, Elle, that neither of us are, uh, how can I say like, vanity driven, but your, but your looks are an indication of what you've got going on inside. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, when, when people ask us, you know, that, that might not know our story or know anything about our kids and they'll say, Hey, you know, do you, do you guys have kids? And we're like, yeah, we have, uh, we have two girls that are 31 and a boy that's 27 and another that's 25. And they look at us like they're waiting for the punchline to drop. And we're like, they're like, what? You have 30 something year old kid? And we're, yeah, we do. And they're floored. And, but I think this is the, the way that we look and the way that we act is what, how can I say, that is what the normal phenotypical expression of the human body should be. Right. And if you give the body what it needs and you give it consistently and you, and you do that over time, these changes are going to be manifest in your appearance as well. And appearance, again, is indicative of what's, what's going on in the machinery inside your body as well. And, and you might be able to mask this for a while in your 20s while. and in your 30s, but I can guarantee you I have never seen anybody who has lived off the rails into their 50s not show the damage. In one, physically, yes, but in uh, health wise. Yes. But they never look good on the outside because the inside is not functioning properly. Yeah. And that is, uh, you know, aside, uh, get going to start with the three weeks there, Michelle, and highlight that, which is it keeps getting better and better. I mean, over time, even more things change, even more things shift, right? So 
it's not like, you know, yeah, you don't cure anything in three weeks, but also it keeps getting better. And the anti-aging effects that you're talking about, and for anyone who's listening to this, you can just also Google CJ Hunt or Mark Sisson or both of them. They're both 64 years old, <laughs> totally ripped. That's what that should look like. That's the proper human form in its best manifestation. And, you know, I think we all really want that. And it doesn't take 10 hours at the gym. And, you know, in fact, the opposite. And that's what's so great about this lifestyle is that it's easy once you get into it. In fact, it's the most low stress situation I've ever been in, in terms of working out and eating in my life. Um, And and speaking of, of, of Mark, I know he's speaking this year. Let's get into some of the things that are going to go on this year at Paleo FX. Can I, I wanted to highlight one real quick, yeah. too, just for people to understand too. When since you're talking, you were talking about the anti aging before we get into actual Paleo FX stuff. Is that one of the things that's been interesting? Is you know, um, L, you're very well aware that I had a mold exposure and that it just really wreaked ha- havoc with my health. The thing is, is that if I had not been Paleo. I can only imagine how bad this would be. Like I can't even, sometimes I can't even wrap my mind around how bad. And that is one of the things that my doctors have said is, well, thank goodness you were, you ate, you eat the way that you do, that you live the way that you do and all of that, because this could have been so much worse. There's people that have actually died from severe mold exposure who just never recover. And so, um, that's another thing I want to point out as a, a a great aspect of this, of living this lifestyle of trying to remove the toxins from our life, not just from our foods, but from, you know, our homes and our, and what we use on our bodies and that type of thing. If I had not been paleo, I don't know where I would be right now, honestly. And you, yeah. And what a great platform to, to, yeah, a great platform to be in in the event that anything happens, because it could be a car accident that's going to cause some inflammation for a while on a broken leg. It doesn't matter what you come across. Maybe you end up getting cancer. It, it, but again, right, like you said, at least you're in this platform of close to perfection as you can. And then if something goes on, at least that platform is there to support it the best it possibly can. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so let's get into the actual event. Um, I'm so excited. So tell us how many days, when is it? And of course, we'll have all the links in the show notes to buy tickets and check out uh, what you have going on. So it is April 27th through the 29th, Paleo FX, the three-day paleo party that you do not want to miss. It's the paleo party of the year. Tribe vibe. That's right. And so um, we um, are real excited about our speaker lineup this year. Um, one of Mark's good friends, Dr. Joseph Mercola is going to be joining us this year, which we're real excited to have him. Um, we've wanted him to come for years and there, <laughs> apparently there was a miscommunication with his camp. And so he wanted to come, we wanted him to come and somehow we weren't meeting. And we finally, um, we got that, uh, together this year and we're excited that he is going to be joining us. And then, uh, JJ Virgin will be at Pillow FX as well. And uh, she's another one we've been working on for several years and it just didn't work in her schedule. And uh, this year we got lucky and it, and it worked out just perfectly. And, uh, and I'm going to talk about really some of the new speakers because the, the general cast of characters that come, you know, like Rob and Mark and Chris Kresser and Sarah Valentine and Norga Gaudis, you know, the, they will all, you know, be there. And most of the time they're going to come just about every year. 
Um, but we've got some new people that are coming that we're excited about. And of course, Dr. David Perlmutter will be returning this year as well. And Dr. Zach Bush, um, he's in kind of an up and coming, uh, celebrity type doctor that is, um, he's got a really great platform and apparently Mercola believes that he's going to take his job. <laughs> so so that, that's an endorsement. Yeah. yeah. So. And I would say real quick while Michelle's on the, uh, talking about this, one thought that went through my mind is this is one part of our jobs that we love is identifying up and coming speakers who really have an incredible message to come out. Because there's this is this area of health and wellness is moving so fast and furious, and people are are just coming out of the woodwork with such novel ideas, and it, and I know for me it's just it's great to to in in, in some instances like in, in Rhonda Patrick we and I hate to pat ourselves on the back but yeah she was on the Joe Rogan show but her one of her major public appearances first was at Paleo FX and that's how people came to know Rhonda Patrick and there have been others in that same camp so that's that's an exciting part for us yeah we that's probably one of the things we love the most is to see somebody new really um take hold and for people to kind of rally around um them but um so uh, and Dr. Ben Lynch will be at PillowFX as well this year. Andy Galpin, who I'm a, I'm a strength and conditioning guy and kind of a geek that way. And if, if you're into strength and, con strength and condition geekery, say that three times fast. <laughs> Galpin is your guy. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, I just, yeah, there are. That's a bromance going on it, right there. There's a serious bromance. And I, I've told Andy, <laughs> there are very few people who I will tell my assistant during the show. I don't care what's going on, but get me to Andy's talk. And his is one of them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He, um, so we had, we've just got, a, we have over a hundred speakers. L you're going to be one of our yes, speakers. This this L McPherson chick is going to be yeah. there. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I'm excited to get the word out and meet everybody as well. Just the list of people you mentioned, I have not met a lot of them. So I really look forward to that. Um, and also, so aside from the speakers and we can get back to some more when you think of the ones you want to throw out to us and maybe we can pre-research them ahead of time. Uh, so many vendors, like you mentioned at the beginning of the, I mean, so it's, you know, there's going to be paleo food sampling, all of the different products, everything that you would ever want to know in this sphere. Let's get into a little bit of that side of the event. Hell, biohacking like you cannot imagine. Right. So Aura Ring will be at Paleo FX for the first time we're real excited about that because we will have, they are coming out with their gen two. And I think um, like almost all of our speakers wear their original gen one ring, but um, apparently this one's going to, you know, do everything but clean the kitchen sink. So um, we're excited about them coming and us getting our rings because we're big biohackers. We do so much biohacking ourselves. And so that's kind of exciting. There's some craziness that's going on here that, yeah, <laughs> and, and at our offices, people, most people would be like, "What in the hell is going on?" Oh here? yeah, if you saw our office and all this stuff, <laughs> it's like a chemistry lab in there, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, we've got um, the saunas will be there from uh, sunlight and from sauna space, and from oh, there's another one that's coming. And I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to leave anybody out, but we we've got all kinds of stuff. We have. Um, 
of course, Epic will be back this year. We have all kinds of supplementation. Our company, ID Life Wellness, will be there with um, our supplementation. Um, of course, uh, Primal Kitchen will be there. And um, we have Keygenix that, uh, that will be there as well. And I'm just like, there's so many. I just, I don't even know what to say. Which kind of segues is you know look at me trying to take over the show this is me coming out of keto ethics <laughs> hosting <laughs> i love it you guys are Elle, great. sorry for that 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 was kind of a yeah your show Elle. you ask the questions <laughs> no get in there i want to hear what you have to say <laughs> um yeah what was i going to say oh so this segues nicely into health entrepreneur fx so our mission with paleo fx is to um, be the rally point, uh, kick the barn down, change the paradigm, uh, get people to wake up. But we are interested and we know that we cannot make any lasting change unless we have entrepreneurs who come in and fill the void with new products and services after we've kind of, how can we say, torn down the old regime. So we're very interested in bringing up and and uh, how, how can we say supporting? We, supporting and the mentoring. The big thing is us supporting and mentoring and helping um, promote um, those people that are in this space that can continue to help grow the movement and and progress the me- and get the message out there and that who have a have a mission to change the world because they have the most amazing cookie ever. Well, the thing is, is that it gets the world thinking, uh, I know that sounds really stupid or crazy or whatever, that a cookie could change the world, but it does. If you start thinking about things differently, that you don't have to just buy Oreos or buy whatever's off the, that you can buy something that's of quality that occasionally you indulge in and that it actually would have health benefits for you, then that's changing the world. That's changing the way people think about their food and, and their health. And, and realizing that, you know, paleo doesn't have to always be this big, boring thing that, you know, which most people believe is a boring or it's restrictive or what have you. And I, I would counter that, that I think that it's more about what we get to have than what we don't get to have. And that, that we have these amazing people in this space who are creative and who are thinking of great things to offer to uh, the people in this movement that are interested in having those products and, in ha- and having things that are different and that don't go with the same old paradigm of, you know, the sad diet. And so, um, that's, that's what we're all about. And that's really what health entrepreneur FX is all about is really getting that message out there and helping those people promote themselves and build and, and build businesses that will change the world. Uh, cookie totally changed my like, like that's not a dumb thing to say because I mean I've had a recent moment with some paleo waffles that blew my mind. <laughs> and uh you know sometimes when you want to indulge in something like that the fact that there is an option that's not going to mess with my health that's going to taste good and really satisfy and as you know because the paleo products what's in them is not just empty bs carbs you can't eat really more than one. You know, I can't eat a whole thing of the Capello's Paleo Pasta. I'm full halfway through it. But if there are a real bowl of pasta in front of me because of all those empty carbs, I'd probably just keep on going. Do you know what I'm saying? So it, it is a life changer. A cookie can change the world for sure. For sure. Well, you know, this is the thing. Like um, Epic Bar. Epic Bar launched at Paleo FX back in 2013 or 14. I can't remember. 
And of course they, um, they are incredible in their marketing and what they do and everything, but they were able to sell their company uh, a couple of years ago to general mills for $320 million. And a lot of people like scratch their heads and go, Oh, well that's selling out. That's giving things to the band. But what they did was that they actually retained control, quality control over their product, over their company, over their message, over what they were doing. And basically it was, no, they're not going to change Epic Bar. Epic Bar is going to change General Mills. That's right. And that is what the people on the floor at Payload mm-hmm. FX are all about. <clears throat> they are all about changing the way everybody looks at what they eat, what they do, what they put into their mouths, what they put on their bodies, what they clean their houses with, how they, t- you know, optimize their health because, you know, biohacking is optimizing your health and, and finding those tricks that work for you. So, um, it's just a, it's a lot of fun to come and learn from these people. I got to tell you, my mind was blown over some of the information and science and, and, and everything that I learned this last weekend with, um, the guy from sauna space just an amazing dude who knows his stuff and talked all about uh, what's happening to us with EMF. So, you know, these are the things that we are need to be mindful of as we move forward into these cities that are being where you're being bombarded, whether you like it or whether you don't. And if you turn your Wi-Fi off in your house at night or you don't, that's going to be in your it's going to be in your presence. And you what do you do to, to combat that? Those are the kinds of things that are changing the world and are going to change people's lives for the better. Yeah. And I know that Dr. Mercola is big on that. He spoke about that recently on a podcast. I'm sure he will uh, talk about that at Palo FX as well. He actually is going to talk a little bit about it. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, like I said, Palo FX is just the whole thing um, for us is about promoting a message of health and understanding that we are solely responsible for our health, that there's not anybody that can, can do that for you. And the other thing, you know, too, is our theme this year, um, you know, Keith, Keith was, we kept talking about this within the last two years is that, you know, any jackass can kick down the barn. It takes a carpenter to build one, but our sister, right. But our sister symposium kind of puts it in a better light because a lot of times that the meaning of that is lost on some people that they don't quite catch what we mean is that, well, you know, revolutions die because they don't, they don't think about the future. They don't, they just want to get rid of whatever's there, but they don't think about what needs to be there when that all goes away. And so, um, our sister symposium, I would call it sort of is a symposium that's here. It's a, it's a, um, uh, a message about the future. Um, their whole, everything that they do is about creating new and, um, it's voice and exit. And we're kind of, we're involved with them on a pretty close basis. And they have a tagline that's called criticized by creating. And we have borrowed that tagline this year from them as, um, part of our theme. And cause I think that that makes a lot more sense to people is, Oh, I can create criticize by creating something new. And, um, it's, uh, kind of goes hand in hand with that. Any jackass can kick down the barn, but it takes a carpenter to build something, which is the Texas redneck take on (laughs) 
I love by it. create. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's how we came across. That is yeah. the, that is the redneck <laughs> version of criticized by creating, but that's, I love it. That's really what I, I believe that some of these, um, these people that were involved in the people that you see and that speak at pillow effects, that's, that's really what they want to do. They don't want to stop. You know, we can sit around and complain about the system that we have all we want, but the, the, the real action, the real thing that, that, can have meaning besides just sitting around and bitching is actually doing something to change the, what we're bitching about. And so I love that. And we mm -hmm. love voice and accident. And that's a, that's another thing. If there's anyone that's wanting to stick around in Austin for a little, for a week or so, they are, their uh, event is not that far after ours. And, uh, we are, we're big proponents of what they do. And it's just, um, a it's really, a very, very cool event yeah. to be sure. So we're, uh, we're going to borrow that theme from them for this year. So criticized by creating. I love it. And, uh, well, it's also, it's like criticizing being a negative word and creating such a positive. So it's just, you know, it's, it's tapping that out of there. Um, on the health entrepreneur FX, you know, I just want to make this comment and I know you'll agree, but for those listening, I've never seen in any industry, a more collaborative, helpful, help each other vibe. Right. I mean, the way that the companies work with each other, help promote each other. Everyone is very open about having each other on each other's shows. And, you know, I mean, it's just such a team environment and such a it, like you said, it's a tribe, man. It really is. And I love seeing that because I don't see that in other industries. And I've been in several um, corporate entertainment and you just don't see this level of helpfulness and teamwork. And I, you know, maybe that's because everyone's got even keyed keeled me, uh, moods, Keith, maybe that's why everyone's happier and dealing with each other. But I just love seeing that it's something that's sort of new, uh, in, in every industry space. Do you see where I'm getting at? Oh yeah. yeah and you know, we, we had wondered back at the beginning of this movement, um, you know, seven years ago, we, we wondered, can this kind of uh, reciprocity go on? You know, because at that time it was a very, very small group. So you would expect in a small group that this kind of uh, helping one another reciprocity, um, uh, you know, the, the tide raises all ships, that that mindset would take hold. And it did. But we, we wondered, you know, would it continue? And it has. And if anything, it's intensified, mm -hmm. which is you know, when you look at the paleo community and you ask, how is this, why is this community so tight? So, um, the helping of one another, it's because the attitude of the players within the community are so giving. And that is really, really refreshing because I'm like you, Elliot, you don't see that in other communities. No. And this is the other thing is I think at the end of the day, the majority of us are, our, our most, our biggest focus is not necessarily on all of our bottom lines. It's on progressing the movement because when we progress the movement, when we bring more people into this fold, when we get healthier people, we have, we're going to have not only a better world to turn over to our children, but we're going to have a better world for us to live in and for, for us to be able to create and have, you know, amazing and healthy and happy lives. And when you, and I think there's probably no greater message in the world to deliver. And when you can get behind that message, I think that's where you get people that are so willing to, um, donate time and content and what have you for, for the greater good. And I, and that's what I see is that it's, 
it's everybody is putting the greater good ahead of themselves. Mm. And when you do that, well, it's going to naturally flow back to you and you'll have success. Well said. I really, I really like that way of looking at it and it is so unique and true. Um, And also too, I just feel as well that the people in the community that I've met or even just speaking with them, just really good people, like good, nice people, funny, fun, encouraging, positive, uh, just some of the best attitudes I've, I've ever come across. Um, you know, and I'm in Hollywood, so, you know, we're talking about a contrast there. Um, but let's, uh, let's get into something I think is really exciting. Uh, Paleo Awareness Month that you just made happen. So tell us what this is about. Yeah, Michelle manifested this. And she really did. Like like many things, she she when she says something is going to happen, she will make it happen. I will certainly give her that. <laughs> well, I just kept thinking there has to be something that we can do as a movement that's going to really get that awareness out there for people to understand. You know, I, I know a lot of people you know, heard that we were looking to change our rebrand last year. And we were. We were looking at that and that. Part of that was because we felt like we kept hitting a a brick wall on what paleo means to a lot of people and that people have preconceived notions about what it is. And when they have preconceived notions, a lot of times they don't have an open mind and they don't have. um, So they aren't being able to get the actual information that would be helpful to them that could help them change their lives. And so um, I um, last. So this was something that I started last year, actually. So I went to, there's several places online that actually control some of these actual uh, awareness months and reached out to uh, several of them and got it put on to, it's on a thing now. Um, I'm not sure, like if you go and Google it, it should come up that paleo is, uh, that March is, we're on that list of paleo awareness month. And I felt like it was a great time for us to spring is a great time for people to actually, I know a lot of people think, Oh, well, after the new year, the resolutions, let's change our life or blah, 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 blah. But you know what happens by the t- mid February, if even that long, it doesn't <laughs> stick. But when you get into spring, people tend to get a little bit more motivated because this is the thing. And I'm, and this is not preaching. This is I'm there and I've been there and I've done that is that in January, it's still cold. And for a lot of us people that are, don't really like the cold so much, or that we get, we just, I just find a reason to not get out of my bed and go and work out. Or I get decide, Oh, I, you know what, I get to wear these big thick sweaters, and I don't need to worry about what I look like, or what my weight is, or, you know, all of those things. We have all those excuses while it's still winter. But when it turns spring, that's, that's when we really actually will kick into gear a lot of times. I don't know. That's been true that's for me. That's my experience. And then also summer's coming after spring and no one wants to be fat in summer because that feel. And when I say that, I don't mean in a superficial, everyone's trying to be a shape model. I'm not trying to be a shape magazine model. That's not the goal, but it's about how you feel in your own skin. And being fat in summer sucks. It's the worst. So spring is the perfect time to get on the train, if not earlier. But I hear you. And, you know, I grew up in downtown Chicago. Are you kidding me getting motivated? Out of the clothes, 20 below zero, then at the gym, then your sweat. I mean, it's an operation. It's a full-fledged operation. And, you know, we're sitting around eating cheese and potatoes. I mean, this is, you know. Um, So, yeah. 
spring is the time when everyone, you know, you get that spring fever and it's exciting and the air smells different. And, you know, that's such a motivating time too. you know, winter clothes go in the closet. Now we're cleaning up the house, throwing out crap. So what a great spring renewal type of, um, yeah, I'm with you on that. It's a perfect time of year. Yeah. So I just felt like, you know, that's, that's it. I mean, the thing is too, is like, I, like you're saying of being, when you are fat in summer or you are not your optimum self in summer, it's miserable, especially if you live somewhere like Texas or in, well, California, y'all have pretty nice temperate weather all year round. But when you're, when you live in Texas and you are in uh, triple digits, it's miserable if you're fat, it is absolutely freaking miserable. And so I just got to say that that's one of the reasons why I thought March is the perfect month for it to be paleo awareness, because that's when people will be looking for something that's new. That's, that's going to help them get their, they're going to want the, they're, they're going to want the, you know, the bikini bod or the, you know, the beach bod, whatever. But the, at the end of the day, ultimately we're going to help them get more than the, than the bod they want. We're going to actually help them get their health back. And yeah, so absolutely. that was one of the reasons why I did it was I thought we needed to have our own month because vegans and vegetarians have theirs. So like I, (laughs) we needed to have ours. So anyway, so March is paleo awareness month and there will be, I I believe you will see lots and lots of things coming across from a lot of different speakers and people in the paleo movement and what they've got going on and different really cool things happening. So, um, everybody needs to be looking out for that kind of stuff. I know we will, we'll, we'll have quite a bit of stuff Mm -hmm. going on in, in March. And Keith, I'd like you to talk a little bit about um, some of the stuff you do with the fitness blog and obviously every possible way that you guys can be reached. We will put in the show notes, all of your social media and website for paleo FX, but tell us a little bit about the other things you work on Uh, you first, Keith. And then I guess as a unit, you can chat about the other, you know, I'm sure I know paleo FX is not your only passion here. Yeah, so it, it's quickly turning into my only passion. It's funny, we went to a, uh, a mastermind this last weekend that Michelle talked about, and I, I found myself in that same trap of having multiple interests. And my, my Michelle can tell you, my interests are very, very diverse. They're like my musical taste. You look at our, and this is old school. Does anybody have a CD collection anymore? <laughs> no, but I'm gathering you have quite a large uh, one. Let's call it Pandora. If you, did, if you look at my Pandora channel, you would say, what in the hell is going on here? But that's, I, I find so many di- diverse things so very, very interesting. And it's hard for me to focus on one thing, but I'm having to make that decision here lately. And I'm having to focus in. So that said, I kind of came into this whole game through the strength and conditioning realm. And I, I write a blog, I maintain a blog at Theory to Practice um, at the very unfortunate website of www.ancestralmomentum.com. And we could do a whole other show on marketing faux pas, but... <laughs> <laughs> Bad trademarks. Yeah, sure. We'll do a whole show on that. <laughs> um, so marketing is not one of my big interests. Just just so we put that out there. Um, anyway, I, I do some writing uh, mostly about uh, philosophical issues and strength and conditioning. So you can see right there, that's a very tight Venn diagram, how many people would be interested in both of those things. <laughs> but I do that at Theory to Practice, and that just kind of allows me to do some free writing, which I'm 
which I dearly love. I don't have enough time to do it as much time as I would, would like, but, uh, I maintain that blog there for those, those different types of issues. I'm mostly active on the paleo FX, um, Facebook site, um, and the keto FX group is where I've been active most lately. But, um, yeah, strength and conditioning, uh, we own, uh, or, or partners in a couple of gyms here in Austin, which I sadly have had to, uh, pull my time more off the floor and more into, you know, creative endeavors with paleo FX. I'm not sad about that. It's just when you have multiple loves and you have to leave one behind there, there's a little empty space in your heart, but, um, it's a great problem to have great problem to have, you know, having all of these creative outlets is just fabulous, but I am having to focus more and more on the paleo FX side of things, which is totally okay with me. Um, it, that's what I tell myself anyway. I, I do as miss, he cries himself, as I cry, yes, I, I do <laughs> really. And I have to say, if, if I miss anything, I miss the one-on-one interaction and group interaction of actually training people. And that is something that I, that is something that I miss and I wish that I could get back to. And hopefully one day, um, I'll be able to do that. But in the meantime, I'll get my kicks on theory to practice writing about all things, philosophy and strength and conditioning. And I'll get my kicks in the paleo FX realm. <laughs> Michelle, tell us about your new website. So my new website will be launching on March the 1st. It's um, Zero Gravity Soul. And uh, it's really about um, empowering um, people to find their purpose in life when they feel that they are, you know, either dis, um, you know, connected or feel disenfranchised and don't really feel like they don't have, know why they're here. Um, it's really about really about finding that purpose. And I think it'll probably end up being ultimately geared more, more towards women and entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial women. And the other part piece of it is also, um, particularly, and which is why I think it's going to go this direction is that it's, um, although I'm really would love to help men find their purpose as well, is that I also believe that women need to find how to work in their feminine, um, it's just something that I feel like is super missing from our world today. We work as far as most women are concerned. We we're in a man's world. We work in a man's world. And so when we um, show up in a place of power or in leadership in, in this man's world, we tend to ask, uh, you know, work and operate in our masculine and it doesn't work for us um, because we're not men. And so um, it's really about, tapping in back into that feminine and learning how to operate in this world and not feel like if I don't operate like a man, or if I don't operate in this masculine, I'm not going to get ahead. I think that that's completely false. I think what we need to do is get back to the authentic place of ourselves. And that is, if you're a woman, you're feminine and you need to operate that way. And, and acting in a masculine way is actually never going to really work for you because, you know, most women will say, well, if a man did that, he would be called assertive. But when I do it, I get called a bitch. Well, because you're not a man and you're trying to operate like one and that we don't do it well because we're not men. And so it's really about trying to find that that way to be able to operate in the way that we were meant to. And um, and and I believe that we are a lot more powerful if we step into our feminine. I love that you are jumping into this topic 
and, and offering a space for that because myself, and I've spoken about it before and actually spoke to Gabrielle Reese about it too, you know, as an alpha female um, who's in this world and might have more of a masculine tinge than, than perhaps a beta female, it's still really important over the years I've recognized uh, you have to have balance and be able to relax into the feminine and also, like you said, sometimes have to bring that on in business and curb the other. And it's a delicate balance, but you know, it's really about, like you said, it's honoring that part of who you are. You can get too into the alpha space, especially when you're working around a bunch of dudes. And then, and then, you know, you're kind of uh, spiraling in that direction. And that's not really being in touch with oneself as well. So I've had to learn that lesson myself. And I, I really, I, I just embrace that, that work that you're going to be doing on that site. That is so important for all women. And from a man's point of view, you know, men have to step it up and become men and hold space for women to be able to be powerful and be able to express, you know, it, it's going to be expressed if they're doing it properly, it's going to be expressed in a different, uh, at a different vibration, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So it won't carry the male vibration, but men have to be, have to hold space for that too, and not be so threatened by it. Right. So that the two have to, two have to elevate their game here, I mm-hmm. guess is, is what I would add. Right. And I think we need to do a whole podcast on this topic. So I think maybe we need to have you back on because that's a really juicy one. Yeah. Oh, I totally would love to. And um, just I, not to go back to it, but I'm going to go back to it real quick. But you'll see you'll see some stuff on at, at PaleFX on this, too. Oh, great. Excellent. Well, thank you so much uh, for for starting that new site. I love it. What would you like to leave our listeners with about the event uh, at the end of April? Again, why don't we just go ahead and throw out the dates one more time? Uh, so the dates are the 27th through the 29th of April, and that's the Paleo FX proper. Um, the day before Paleo FX on April 26th is the Health Entrepreneur FX event. Um, and so that will be going on two different events. That but you is, can find all the information on our yeah. website, paleofx.com. Yes. Uh, and I would, you know, I would just, my closing statement would be that. For people to wake up and realize that we, in fact, live in a human zoo. Some of that is by our own creation, and some of that is by creations outside of our control. But the fact is we are in a human zoo, and the fact is that the first step to realizing that is waking up to it. And then taking the responsibility to act responsibly to navigate this zoo and not fall for the trap of throwing out the victim card and saying you can't do anything about it, which is the absolute wrong answer. You have all the control in the world to do something about it. So we would ask everybody to wake up to that. And Paleo FX is a manifestation of that idea. And we would encourage everybody to come in, say hello to Elle when she is there. (laughs) Um, Come out and just be part of the tribe vibe because all of these people are taking steps towards the direction of taking control of their own health and wellness. And even if you're not in the industry per se, but you want to go down this path, there's no better way to meet a group of people that are on your side that are going to encourage you, provide you outlets and avenues to get to where you need to go. And also just new friends. You know, I mean, I love the new friends that I've met that are paleo and primal because it's fun to talk about and share and we have a common shared food experiences and the way that we feel and we're all sort of moving forward in this health direction and that feels like such a great thing um to have in a group of friends and colleagues 
I can tell you, L, that I have never talked to anybody who has been to Paleo FX who has said, eh, that was all right. <laughs> On that note, everyone, get your tickets, paleofx.com. And of course, we will put all the show notes to connect with you on the Facebook pages and Instagram and all of the, uh, the other goodness. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are so excited for this upcoming event. Thank you Thank for you having so us, Thank you so much Elle. for having us. Hi, it's Brad Kearns to tell you about Paleo Cooking Bootcamp. Oh, what fun. Finally, you have a chance to learn from a real professional about intentional cooking, where you maximize the efficiency of your time, dedicate two hours on the weekend to cooking, and Chef Katie French, the earthivore, will take you through this incredible whirlwind cooking session where you cook enough in two hours to have ready-made delicious paleo approved meals for the entire week paleocookingbootcamp.com this is a digital version of her award-winning course that was given to students live in the bay area and now wherever you are whatever you're doing you can have a step-by-step approach that makes it easy to succeed in the kitchen even if you're not a big foodie even if you're a little intimidated about doing recipes just push the play button and katie will take you through the cooking course it's a two-hour boot camp every weekend designed to last for a month and you will be dialed with your paleo meals just open up that refrigerator door imagine having all these delicious snacks and breakfast items dinner entrees dessert treats even and let me tell you i was on the set watching this whole production it is the real deal the food is absolutely amazing and you will be surprised what you can accomplish in the kitchen with an intentional cooking method. There's no other course like this found in the world. We looked, believe me. So check out paleocookingbootcamp.com and enroll today.